Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess Podcast, conversations with spiritual teachers and thought leaders to help empower women to honor all facets of her human experience through vulnerability, compassion, and authenticity. Through spiritual principles, self-care, and ritual, we are gathered here to be the light we wish to see in the world as we inspire the rise of authentic feminine leadership. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, creative soul behind Shamanessa Godessa, and here I'll be sharing with you personal insights as well as authentic conversations with modern medicine women and entrepreneurs alike to inspire you to stay true to your soul by embracing and unleashing your inner wild women as you embark on your journey to help serve the highest good. We are here to support you as you go forth and share your medicine with the world. If you've enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the Sovereign Goddess podcast channel and leave a review. Keep up with your Sovereign Sisters by using our hashtag Sovereign Goddess. I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at Shamanessa Godessa. If you're hearing the call and are ready to thrive, join the Sovereign Sisterhood by visiting sabrinariccio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast, conversations with medicine women and goddesspreneurs alike to help you as you build your queendom with grace. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and today it's my pleasure to have with me on this episode, Brittany Ricketts from Wilder Coffee Company. And we're going to be talking about a lot of really awesome things about conscious entrepreneurism and having a symbiotic relationship with our business and the planet and really allowing ourselves to go out in the world and not just create a business to create a business to make money, but to really make a positive impact in the world so that we can help preserve it for the generations to come. So Brittany, this goddess here, she's a torchbearer in the nucleus of Wilder Coffee Company. And as a journeyer, she's a caster of visions and marketing choreographer of the Wilder Company. She's their Wilder chiefess. I love that. And before she started and embarked on Wilder, she was an epic garden designer in Colorado and the California coast. So she knows a little bit about being in touch with Mother Gaia and honoring her and really appreciating her beauty. And so when she's not in the wilderness or she's dreaming up of new products to improve our health and coffee, you can find her upside down on the yoga mat. Super jealous. I can't do that right now. But with her coffee, it's really awesome because it's a probiotic coffee. And so she has this deep heritage on both sides of her family that's about three generations deep. And she was born to make probiotic coffee. So we're really here to talk about a different, this conversation about our relationship with coffee and our relationship with our health. And um, when she found, when she founded Wilder Coffee with her siblings, uh, they had a very deep commitment to ethical sourcing of all their ingredients. And they're very big on paying reverence for nature and they continue to give back to the Amazon rainforest. So thank you so much, sister, for being here with me. Thank you, goddess. It's an honor. I really appreciate you having us on here and me. This is going to be great. So I want you to share a little bit about you and a little bit about the ethos of Wilder and what really drives you as a probiotic coffee company to really help take care of the planet and our health. Absolutely. You know... When I started 
wilder with my siblings, it really came down to the connection that we had to this heritage of coffee and this heritage of health. And like you just described, it's three generations on both sides of coffee and health. And coming with the background of landscape architecture and garden design, I really felt this need to continue to co-create with nature and continue to have this conversation connecting humans to their intrinsic value that they feel when they connect with nature and they do good things for nature, right? And so when I got the call to come in and do Wilder and kind of give up the landscape design world, I was like, what? Like, I'm already doing my work, you know? I'm already showing up to connect humans and nature. And a few months after the call came in and it came to my father, um, who brought the idea to the table, we sat back and I sat back and I tuned in and I was like, all right, you know, great spirit. Like, what is this about? What is coffee about? And I got a really clear message that it was about connecting humans to their health through a conscious company that had a huge give back to the Amazon rainforest. And there's always been this really juicy piece of my heart, like this very beautiful jewel in, in my treasure cove of the heart that has been there authentically for the Amazon rainforest, right? And like, I, I can't quite tell you where that is. It's just, it's the heart, it's the blood that flows through me. And so the one thing that I really learned about how to preserve the Amazon rainforest was through an experience I had when I was in college. When I lived on the Ute Mountain Ute Reservation for a summer working for their environmental department. And what I learned through that experience was that the best way for me to help an indigenous culture with indigenous resources make a positive impact um, in their resources and in their land was by me helping them empower themselves. And so in the Amazon rainforest, we have all these awesome fringe communities that live on the edges of the rainforest. And our give back with Wilder is about empowering those communities to keep their land intact because it goes like this. It's like you got the rainforest and right on the edge, you've got these communities. And so these communities are kind of like the front lines to the rainforest. And if they fall people can go into the rainforest and continue to mine it and log it. And so I'm like, all right, I got to keep these people, you know, we got to keep these people standing to help them continue to protect what's within. Cause there's not the government agency to go in and be like, Hey, you guys shouldn't be logging here, you know? So um, Wilder is this beautiful entity, which provides probiotic health into the bodies of the people who drink it. And, you know, we all know probiotics is this great buzzword and we know it to be good for us. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on. But the avenue of us taking care of our own internal ecosystems of our digestive health really kind of beautifully plays over to us continuing to take care of our ecosystems like the rainforest. Because the inner creates the outer. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you, I mean, that's something that I know my thing for 2017 and I'm starting now is to really be more 
proactive with my health, especially my digestive health, because I've had like candida issues um, for a long time. And I know a couple episodes before we talked with Sahara Rose and she's very big on candida and digestive health and knowing what to put in and whatnot. Because if you have good digestive health, then essentially you're going to be making smarter choices because the gut is really like our third brain, like after the heart, because they always say like the heart's like the, the real brain that's going. And then there's the brain, obviously, but the gut really allows us to absorb the nutrients that we're eating and really help release the toxic beliefs and the thoughts so that we can allow this like beautiful, clean energy through us. And then that helps permeate into everything we see. Absolutely. I mean, that, that is the cognitive abilities that tie into our digestive health are, it's surprising that those two being like so far away from each other on the body, but it really is a really deep connection of our cognitive abilities and our clarity and focus within our mind being tied to how our gut is digesting and processing our food. And with good bacteria like probiotics, we are supplementing the gut with positive kind of little soldiers in our gut that are continuing to um, get rid of yeast like candida and get rid of bad bacteria so we can continue to have a clearer mind. And one of the coolest things I've learned over time is that 80% of our immune system resides in our gut. Right. And our serotonin. We have a lot of our serotonin that's generated in our gut. And, you know, you're talking about empowering these indigenous tribes and these people And if you know, like the empowerment really comes from our solar plexus and that's, that area is our gut. So it only makes sense that you're creating a coffee company with probiotics and the intention and the drive is to really connect to the indigenous and to, if you're empowering them, you're also empowering yourself by making smart choices about what you're ingesting and what you're consuming. And I feel with, a lot more businesses. I know I'm working harder too on supporting businesses that have that kind of conscious blueprint Mm -hmm. and are very focused on like doing some good. Like I'm coming out with uh, my line the end of January and it's a hydrosol line. It's called Gaia's Alchemy. So I like to see it's like medicine from Mother Earth. And the whole thing is to help you with you know, feel empowered or to feel creative or to feel expressive or grounded. And it's by really allowing yourself to like live with that intention. And each of the proceeds are going to a different um, nonprofit. And so we're, that's my, I think, I think that's where the future of business is, is like making a conscious impact. And it's not so much about how much money you're making, but how much of an impact you're making on the lives of your consumers. And I mean, you're doing that with your health and then also looking at the macro picture too. And it's like, how else can I help serve humankind and mankind or even the planet? Absolutely. Well, I feel like you touched on a couple really beautiful things right there. And I'm, and it's so beautiful to continue to see other women do exactly this like you're doing is that we have the opportunity with our purchasing power to support companies and to make choices when we create our own things that empower all of the entities which are involved, like the farmers or the um, harvesters of your essential oils and your hydrosols and the give back that goes to it. And like this, these full circle, almost cradle to cradle sort of scenarios 
are what our generation is inspired by. So right. from the turn side of like marketing to the actual doing, like it feels good all around. You know, people feel really good when they are part of something and that they are they are giving back to the world in a way that they feel passionate about. You know, and I got to talk to you last week a little bit about the kinds of organizations you're linking to and you're all, you're all over the board in the most beautiful way. You've got like humanitarian organizations, you've got environmental organizations and all of these great ethics like mixed into the soup of each hydrosol you're producing. And that's a story. And that is a reality. It's not even a story. It's the reality that makes me want to continue to be your customer because I feel empowered by my own experience and my own ability to get back through supporting a company that's doing that. Thank you, sister. I think the biggest thing is when you're figuring out what companies and what organizations you want to support, have it be those organizations that really touch you and things that have helped you throughout your experience and things that have helped you become the person you are today. And things that you believe in. And I think that has a lot to do with our purchasing power too. And that's a lot of like speaking and living your truth. And I feel like that is so in alignment with our digestion too, because I know like we're like the episode we're talking about last week, we're talking about the gallbladder Mm -hmm. and the gallbladder is still part of that digestive health. And it's part of that liver and the nutrients you're eating and absorbing. And if you're having funky stuff there, then your thyroid's out. And your thyroid is really allowing you to like speak and live your truth. So even though like there's, there's like a big separation between these different in terms of space in our body, they're still very connected and people just like, we can't have these quick fixes anymore because they all work symbiotically within ourselves, the ecosystem within ourselves and all our different organs, just as much as we work outside of ourselves. And like, I think the biggest thing that, we really honor as part of our generations. We believe in fair trade. We believe in high quality products because I know with me, like I'm willing to spend more money on a high quality product because then I'm feeling good. And when I'm feeling good, I'm able to recognize my worth more. And I know my self-worth is highly connected to my net worth and the things that I'm creating, I will be provided for to help me keep healthy to help me sustain myself as I go out there and navigate the universe will support me, you know, and like I will have all of the needs that I need in order for me to be able to supply a service or provide an opportunity or to teach in a way that helps support the other people. So I really feel like a lot of, we have to also work on healing this lack mentality too. And we have to work on knowing that the world is abundant we're abundant, the universe is abundant, and we have to be able to honor that. Yes, we can be aware of what's happening and what's going on because a lot of our rainforests are getting cut and, you know, our water's getting polluted and, like, there's still, like, there was just an oil spill that's, like, two and a half hours away from Standing Rock the other day, you know what I mean? Like, these are real issues that we're here to address and we have to be able to be healthy within ourselves in order to keep that sustainability alive to be leaders. Like we can't be effective leaders if we're not healthy and we're not nurturing and taking care of our, ourselves with self-love and with health and with drive to really do something really powerful 
And if it's something we believe in, we have that passion and that passion will help drive us to that success. Absolutely. Yes. So I really wanted to talk about, um, what it was like for you to, you know, you're on one path of doing landscape design and here you are still helping nature and you're still connected with nature in a way, but you're now on a path of doing, continuing the family business. And what, what has it been like for you to have total surrender and to trust in the guides and to know that like, okay, I got the, I got the message. This is the clarity. This is where I'm being led. I will be supported, but I need to have faith. Amen. You know, last about a year ago, when this really came in and came really clear, I really had to tune into myself and I had to, I had to work with my tools. And the mantra that came through was surrender freer and be here now. Mm. And the surrender freer one was my godsend. I mean, to sit down and go, I am surrendering myself up to the darkness, to that which is totally unknown. You know, I'm at that point, I was designing gardens and had no intention of starting a product company. Um, but I knew that I had all of the skill set and all of the tools and all the experience to do it. So it just was a new avenue. And when it came through with this passion to want to do it and the integrity of how it was going to help people and help the world, it was an absolute yes. And so I had to trust it, you know, and that was probably the scariest moment was to sit down and go, okay, I am going to open up and let what I feel and know in my higher self and know because it's what all of my guides and intuition are telling me is truth Um, I'm going to trust it and I'm going to lay down my ego. I'm going to lay down my identity around being, you know, a a successful designer. And I'm going to lay down um, everything that I've thought I was working towards in order to do this new thing. And um, that kind of sounds crazy, right? But when you get these big calls, when you feel them intuitively in your body, you can't let them go. And you know that when we suppress them, we, things start to kind of break in our world, right? Because you know, And you have to learn the lesson again down the line. And it sucks. It's like, <laughs> it comes at you and it hits you so much harder than the first time because it's like the universe knocking you outside the head and being like, I wanted you to learn this the first time, but now you're going to go through it now. So let's do this ride. Right. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, you know, I had to use my tools. I mean, I, I've always, I've been a yogi since I was nine. And so like, that was always one of my tools, but I never used it in the way that I use it now. You know, I never sat down and meditated and like got in tune with myself and pulled out my crystals and listened to my tarot readings like I do now. And like that stuff is woo woo for a lot of people, but I know for the sovereign goddess community, we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, this is like daily routine. Right? For us here. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh my God, I know I haven't been feeling right. I haven't pulled my card today. It's like, <laughs> oh, where are my affirmations? Totally. Amen. <laughs> those, that is, and literally, I mean, I've kind of set up universal triggers. You know, I've been like, all right, universe. Like I've continued for the last two months to see um, 11 everywhere. Which Me too. Right? Yes. Yeah. The pillars of light. And it's yeah. like to recognize that's you being the light 
by leading with example, you know? And to me, that's like, if you're on that path and you're seeing the 11s, it's like, all right, I'm being the pillar of light. I'm being the light I wish to see in the world. I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I've created a really cool tool and trigger, like in my noticing of that, when I see 11s, I always stop and look back and and think about what was I just thinking when I saw that? Mm -hmm. I'll try to like, at first I kind of had to make a skill out of it and try to think back. It's an awareness. Right? Mm-hmm. And then once I catch that thought, I think, okay, is that in alignment with what I'm trying to create? Or am I having like kind of a psychosis? You know, like, am I going through a psychological loop that's not in tune with the higher vibration of what I am wanting to create with Wilder or what I'm wanting to create within my life and then within my relationships? And really, you know, this whole life game, life, relationships, all of it, it's all one and the same. And when you're living your truth and you're living your passion, it all feels the same. And it all feels beautiful and abundant and fun. And these really cool triggers that, you know, we can set up in in our daily life in the physical realm um, have, for me, are very helpful because it makes me question myself and like get in alignment when, you know, I might not necessarily sitting on my yoga mat getting in alignment you know and you find that too by being in touch with your body and it's like if you have good digestive health you become more sensitive to that too if you're just like numbing yourself out with junk food you're disconnecting to your body oh yeah it's a huge difference I mean I know that like all of us who um you know I I I would call myself a detox junkie like I love a good boost cleanse you know I and I love a great raw food regimen every once in a while, you know, to just like hone it in, clean it out, clear it out. And then to go into, you know, I love a good yoga retreat too. You know, I think that taking these times to clear your mind and we all feel really good when we come back from these sorts of, um, cause it's self care and it's like you taking the time and it's you really like telling saying like my health and my happiness and my well being matters. And it does. And we all know it when we do it. It feels so good. And, you know, doing things like, okay, we already have our daily rituals of drinking coffee, you know, or, and how do we enhance our daily rituals with the things that are really good for us that, you know, we can do outside of our yoga retreats or our detoxes and cleanses. Because we can't do them all the time. Right. And like, I grew up with a dad who owned a vitamin company. And so, you know, sorry, dad, I'm going to admit to this. I don't take my vitamins every day. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) But like, there's not a, there's not most days I will not, not drink my coffee, you know, because it's like, I got to get up. I got to be like a bitch and goddesspreneur and I got to get on the, you know, and I got to go and I got a lot of really great energy and it inspires me to continue. And, you know, I don't, I don't drink and you know, so this is kind of like my vice, I guess, if you will. And um, so I was like, okay, when my dad came to us with this idea, I was like, man, this is good. Because like, if I could take my probiotics every day and drink my coffee every day, I am stoked on life because mm-hmm. like, I, I, I might miss my probiotics, but I'm, you know, in pill form, I might miss my vitamins, but I'm not going to miss out on my cup of coffee when I need it. So the cool thing about this is that probiotics survive in your gut for seven days. So it's like, Hey, if you take a weekend off to kind of reset your adrenals, you know, which is a really great thing to do. Um, it's, you still have a good microflora going on in your gut 
that is supporting your cognitive abilities and your digestive abilities and your overall well-being. So when Wilder happened, you know, I got it. I was like, this is brilliant and I need this, you know, like I'm a great consumer for, for this product because I'm a busy gal on the go as most of us, you know, wonderful entrepreneurs are. And um, it's awesome to feel like you're making conscious purchasing choices with good companies. And it's awesome to know that you're taking really good care of yourself on the daily. Definitely. Well, I want to know because it's like, I know with me, like I'm extremely sensitive to coffee sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'm really working on healing my adrenals because sometimes I just have like adrenal fatigue from too much caffeine or stuff like that. What has been the health benefit um, in terms of that with a more probiotic based coffee than a coffee that doesn't have probiotics? Sure. Well, I'm going to tell you an experience that has been a really common experience that I find really exciting and really unique. And what the common experience has been is people, when they drink wilder coffee, continue to say they feel really calm and they feel um, they don't have the coffee jitters, mm-hmm. and but they have the ambition and the inspiration to accomplish things like they're used to coffee giving them. And people are like, what is this about? And I'm like, honestly, that's magic. Because that obviously has something to do with the probiotics within it. And it makes sense um, as to how, you know, a healthy gut is making a cleaner, happier body, mind, spirit. Um, And so I'm really thrilled to hear it. And it's kind of literally at this point, it's magic until I go into clinical testing and starting to understand exactly what the mechanisms are as to why people are getting this feeling. Um, Right now, we're just recognizing it's a common thread through multiple people in different regions. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes like I can tell, like I feel it when I'm like, oh man, I should have not had that because like I'm like on crack sometimes it's like I feel like I took Adderall and I'm like oh my god (laughs) and there's other times where I'm like I feel uplifted and calm but I think um because you know there's so many coffee brands out there and I love what you guys are doing too is that make it unique you have all these different blends of beans so if you can just talk a little bit about that yeah so we came up with we ended up with one great product um and we came up with one product because we're like, we just need to hit this one home. And we know we've been in coffee for three generations. We know how to source beans. We know about the ethics behind coffee um, from fair trade and fair trade regions that aren't certified fair trade, but are doing awesome, like awesome farms that, you know, we've been connected with um, over time. And so what we did is we, coffee's like wine. I'm going to break it down real simple. Coffee is like wine. And so each year, each region region has a different flavor palette that you get out of it, just like each year with wine. You know, 2012 versus 2016 is a very different palette when you get, um, you know, a Sonoma wine. And so when we sat down and we go, okay, we want to blend coffee and we've got a flavor, a taste that we know we want to get to. And we've developed this with roasters and brewers um, in our community and just common coffee drinkers too. Um, but there's the taste is what we want to continue to pursue. So we know that next year, let's say if like one of our beans has a pest that comes through and wipes out the crop, we can supplement, let's say with like a little bit of Ethiopian and a little bit of, um, Peruvian and we can get back to that flavor palette. 
So rather than compromising the integrity of the coffee itself by going, okay, we're going to conventionally grow, just get like 100% Brazilian coffee, you know, and we can continue to get similar coffee if we do 100% Brazilian that's conventionally grown because the crop's going to be somewhat the same because it's got all the pesticides and herbicides to continue to allow that coffee to grow. Um, we said, okay, we're going to go with organic and then we're going to go with organic grown in biologically diverse areas and under really strong ethics with how the people are paid and treated. Um, and so we decided to go with this kind of like, not just base organic, but this higher level of organic with really strong, beautiful ethics and really great ecological systems around it so that we could hold the integrity we had in our heart. And we knew that that wasn't going to let us have a single origin coffee. I think what that does too, it's like one, it makes you more of like a global citizen, you know, and we're having, when you're drinking this cup of coffee, you're, you're drinking the love from different people and different groups and different backgrounds and traditions. And if you're starting your morning with that, it's, I, I'm a firm believer that the products we use and the products we consume have the energy of the people that provided it. And so if you're like working with these higher fair trade and you're working with these um, families and these groups of people, you know what I mean, that are so passionate about it. And I'm sure they're probably stressed out when their crops aren't the best either. Oh, you know what I mean? So if you're drinking this conventional coffee, they you're drinking like they're stressed out because they I'm sure knowing them because that's their whole livelihood is that coffee. Yeah. And so it's like they want to make sure that they're providing because most of those people, the indigenous tribes, are like to have the biggest and purest hearts. And so they want to make sure that they're providing something that they know is worthy of. Yeah. The coffee industry from craft roasters to farmers is this beautiful community. And like I've never been, you know, being in the architecture community and then being in coffee, the coffee community is such a loving community of people who all want to take care of each other. And that's such a cool thing, um, you know, because in the design world, there's a lot of competitiveness of like the, um, you know, is better. Yeah. Right. And, and I get it. And um, then in the coffee world, there's a lot of like connection to nature, people just wanting to provide a really beautiful and delicious thing and people having a lot of lineage pride in it. And a lot of these families that grow the coffee have been doing it for, I mean, generations upon generations. And it's really beautiful to hear some of the stories from these farmers where they get to talk about their great grandfather, you know, with his donkey walking the coffee to the village, you know, tens of miles away, you know, to get to the market to sell his coffee. And a lot of these coffee farmers still do this. They still do, you know, the, the kind of ritualistic way of creating coffee. And that's a really cool part to be a part of, like part of the coffee buying process too, where you get to meet the farmers and you get to meet their families and you get to talk to them about their lineage. And it makes it feel really special to me because like coffee has been a lineage of mine too, you know, so there's, there's all these great heritage ties and um, people do it differently in each region and people have different rituals around creating coffee in each region. And um, it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of. Well, it's cool because it's like, how do we, you're talking about this like symbiotic relationship that with in the coffee world, how do we go forth and how are how do you plan to mirror that? 
in terms of like being a goddesspreneur and going out there? Like, how do you want to connect to the people that you are part of and are part of your process to help create this like really intentional movement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a like I you know when I reached out to you, Sabrina, we got to really talk about this. Like, that's why I reached out to you as I was like, goddess this is great. Like I want to continue to connect these wonderful, beautiful goddesspreneurs together and you're doing it, you Thank know, you. podcast and through your Instagram account. And I'm really proud of you. Oh, like, thank you. You're rocking it. And I really feel inspired to, um, continue to grow the conversation of this. Cause I think at this point we have so much positive action takers in our world you know with the election and with standing rock we have so much energy around taking action and making conscious decisions empowerment right (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like it's going to be the buzzword of 2017 it's just like empowerment bring it on we're like we're all i like everywhere i see it's like everyone's talking about the rise of the phoenix you know and this like 2016 has been a year of completion it's been a nine year it's been a rough year for a lot of people because and like it's so crazy the sun is shining right now like over us is like we started this converse this part right here and um but it's cool because what i'm seeing is like a more of like a strong sisterhood happening in from different different backgrounds of business, you know, like you're in the coffee business I'm doing, but we're still in this health kind of field, like this health profession, but it's like a subcategory. And so I feel like there's like this like massive umbrella that we're all under and where each of us are able to like provide different avenues, but still kind of have that same deep intention of health. Yes. And I think weaving the sisterhood is so beautiful and powerful and empowering right now. And, you know, how I see goddesshood changing is like, you know, I think when we were children, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to contrast a little bit just to add to the story, is when we were girls, you know, there was a lot of media around um, comparison. Totally. We really identified ourselves as separate. And now we're feeling this huge pull to come together and to empower people. We're healing. We're healing that. Absolutely. And yeah, the coolest thing ever. (laughs) I hear you. I think a lot of it has to do with when we were children, we were still kind of like in a fog of like either like a past life or the history of women. And it was like, competition for a while because I mean before it was like very like communal and like red tents and but we lost track of that when we became more of an industrialized society and that was like the whole idea of like the women competing in a man's world but what I'm really feeling it's like there's a rise of women coming up and it's like while women aren't equal to men because we obviously have different bodies and we have like different sources of energy and we give birth. Like there are, there's still like, there's still brothers and sisters in this, but I think it's important for women to connect with other women. And it's really important to, because they know what we're feeling. Like every two and a half days we shift our energy shifts every two and a half days with the moon phase. And so that's why when men are always like, women, I can't understand them. Yeah, you can't understand them because they are literally shifting every two and a half days. But if you're working on like mapping your woman's emotion, your partner's emotion with her, then you'll know like 
these are the days to like back off. These are the days to be more compassionate and more loving. These are her more sensual days. These are the days where she's like on a mission. And yeah. so it's like understanding that like we, we, sh- we shift like with the tides, you know, and we change and to have other women. And I think because more and more women are stepping up and becoming more leaders and like really stepping into their roles and, really healing their, their fears and like their insecurities and understanding like they're beautiful the way they are. You know what? The first thing that comes to my mind is like the nineties because like in the nineties, it was like TLC and like Aaliyah and like all of those bad bitches of like R and B and hip hop. Like they, they would go with no make oh, Lauren Hill. Like they would go with no makeup and they would just be strong, powerful goddesses, queens, because they were so empowered by who they are and like not caring what anyone else has to say. They're like, this is who I am. If you don't like me, like, sorry, like I'm not going to change who I am. And then we came into like the late 90s where we had this like girl bands and I mean Spice Girls forever for me but like like I have TLC on vinyl like they were supposed to be my first concert when I was like five years old but that on my birthday Lisa left I Lopez burnt her boyfriend's house down so she was like so she didn't she never showed up so with me like my, my history is with music you know what I mean you're landscaping my music so I like to compare everything with music but then we have like then there was this huge uproar of like consumerism that happened at least early in the early 2000s and I think I see that because like I was a teen during that time so it was like that competition and like trying because I was so insecure with myself because I was like the bigger girl and it was like I had to meet up with these girls and try to like have like the name brand stuff and then it wasn't until recently and I'm like whatever like as I've gotten older you know and so now I feel like more people like everyone's on their own journey to recognize like all of that is so mundane compared to what life really is about and what this life is about is honoring who you are and like honoring your body honoring your soul honoring authentic relationships and authentic living honoring this idea of community and understanding that each of us can contribute different things because not all of us have the same gifts and it's to like praise and recognize each other and their gifts because that helps them feel empowered and then when you're giving you give them to give too so it's like this like beautiful like I always think of like that pay it forward map you know where it's like you do one thing for one nice person and then that boosts up their mood and then it's gonna affect everyone that they're connected to oh yeah oh yeah and like that alone, I think is the beauty of empower, empowerment within women. It's like us all seeing each other's grace and us all seeing each other's beauty and power and activating it, you know? And I, and I have a personal connection to, so right now I'm in Colorado and I've lived here for about almost a decade. And I came into this group of women a year ago and this group of women were all yoga teachers they were all like super sacred goddesses right and I was like holy cow I've never experienced anything like this you know you have your like onesie twosie friends of like goddesses like everywhere and you're like oh my god I love you so much priestess power for sure right but when you see a whole circle of them it can be really intimidating at first Mm -hmm. holy cow here is a giant group of them because they're powerful so powerful and they're so yes 
I know. Oh gosh. Yes. I love them. <laughs> I do too. I love when I see like, when I see like a p- empowered woman, I'm just like slay goddess. Yes, girl, get it. Like I want to boost her up more because Absolutely. if she has that power, cause it's, in, it's a healthy power. It's not a power over people. It's a power within herself knowing that with, like she has that power within her that she can accomplish anything she wants. And most of the time, because she is a woman and she's very nurturing and she's caring her drive is to help others and to like help cradle and be softer and, you know, really help empower other women. So like this whole, like this year for me, it's been challenging and it's been a huge rise of the Phoenix, but I've had a stronger relationship with women than unlike any, any, any time before in my life. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's part of the nine year is us all recognizing each other's power and amplifying it, you know, and walking into this group of women, that was the first thing I noticed was not one of you is scared of each other. You know? That's so beautiful. You know? That's like a faith in humanity in itself right there. You know? Because it's like the the whole, the whole that was the whole thing about the Aquarian age too. It's like the whole, the Piscean age was all about like survival of the fittest and who's the tough one and who's this. But now it's like, It's this cooperation over competition, recognizing the other person is you, and to really see that, you know, we don't have to be fighting on who's number one. Like, there is no inferior, superior person. Like, we're all here to be leaders together, and we're all here to rise up together. We can't have just, like, one person anymore, and especially with women. We can't have just one person. Like, it takes a tribe. And it really takes a village to create like a mastermind. This isn't about one mind anymore. Now we have to work with other change makers to create this mastermind of like a shared vision, shared ethos to really make that change. Yep. And you asked, you know, what is my vision with like, with that kind of um, consciousness? And it really is, is to create the community that we're talking about here. You know, I think we're doing it, sister. You know, women to where, wherever they are on their journey, you know, because it's about, it's about lifting each other up. You know, it's about climbing the ladders together. Um, mm-hmm. And what enlightenment to me is, it's just happiness, complete happiness. It's who we are. It's our natural state of being. Yeah. And it's recognizing our divinity, which we are. And I think when we have this like tribe of sisterhoods, we're all on different parts of the journey because we all have different trauma and pain from childhood or past lives that are all stored. So it's like, I know when I was like, November was a very, very dark time for me. And I had sisters that were going through that in October. And so because they were able to already, they already navigated through that and they've already been able to expand through those pains and stuff. They were able to really support me and honor me during this like darkest before the dawn. That's so beautiful. And I think that's huge because we all have darkness and we need to embrace it. Oh my gosh. We have to go into it. Yes. I, I remember really similarly to what you're talking about during the fall. And I think this was, a was, something that a lot of people were experiencing post-election oh yeah yeah it's that in meditation I spent a month by myself in Montana this fall and girls go spend a month by yourself it is the greatest thing you'll ever do totally messed up in so many ways too and um I sat in meditation on the floor just like zoom into it and I saw 
Matsukali, you know, dancing around me. And there was this fire ring around me that was just like burning up all of my stuff that just needed to just go, you know? And it was, it was, I'm not gonna lie. It was scary. You know, it's tough. This dark goddess walk around you with the most beautiful intentions, but so eerie, you know? And all I could do was totally surrender freer and give up the need to know what was burning up, give up the need to identify with what I needed to let go of, but to just let it go, Mm -hmm. let it fall off. And that took a few days. I wasn't like an instant, you know, that I was like, oh, and I'm cured, right? It was, and that's what, that's the biggest thing that we have to work on with our, with our society is because we have iPhones, we have everything so accessible right here, right now. And we need to be able to honor the healing journey and we can't rush the process. Yes, there are tools we can use to help us really like pinpoint and really like get into the root, but we can't just brush it off and be like, oh, I'm good because then you're in denial of what's really happening. Cause I know with me, it took me like four years to go through my healing journey, but it was because I was coming out of like a diagnosed prolonged depression, PTSD, paranoia, all these things. And it was going to take time for me to go through it. And I'm grateful for the time that it took because it's made me stronger. It gave me the experience to be able to sit here today and to like share the wisdom and the teachings that I have, because I spent four years essentially in hibernation. Wow. Wow. Cause it was just, it was just like, you have to go through that darkness. And like, I love shadow work. I think shadow work is so important because that's the yin and yang. We need the darkness in order to see the light that the stars shine the brightest during the darkest nights. And when you, and, and Gabby Bernstein said, when you think you've surrendered enough, surrender more. <laughs> like you got it. You can't, you have to just be total surrender. And I think a lot of it has to do with trust. Yeah. And it's like trusting in a higher power, trusting in yourself, trusting that all of this is being divinely guided. And I think that has a lot to do with that, that having that faith. And to me, faith has been my go-to word for the past four years. It's like, yeah. whew, even if you have the faith, you know, the Bible would say like the faith, the size of a mustard seed. And I believe that because, and I, I got the aha like a week ago because an atom one atom contains the whole universe. Yep. You know, yep. and that's even smaller than a mustard seed. So it's <laughs> like the whole universe is li- like, we are the universe, you know, the universe is inside of us. And it's like taking action, having faith, connecting with one another, knowing you don't have to do it alone. And that's the thing that we really have to learn and really honor is that we don't have to do this alone. Yep. We don't have, this is why the sisterhood is growing the way it is. It's because we are, all here to connect with each other, you know, and, um, the, and it was, gosh, it was, um, really the strength of the sisterhood and the processing together and the deep connection to my friends relying on that really got me out of the darkness as I'm sure it did with you in your situation of your four years in the darkness was, you know, sometimes you just need that hand to pull you out. And ultimately it is going to be you and you have to trust that every tool is within your own divine knowing. And so, you know, once I kind of got out of the burning up of the Mazakali flames and as you know, we rise out of our darkness, the key for my experience has been to recognize the beauty. And that's just what pulled me out of the darkness. 
minutes, you know? And like, even today I was driving down to Denver at six 30 in the morning and I was noticing the salmon color of the clouds and the sunrise. The sunrise today, even in the desert, like breathtaking. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> and it was like in that moment, yes. just understanding the cosmic stardust of our reality, just how we are all part of this great, wonderful cosmic soup. And our duty is really to just sit back and enjoy it. Because we are that same beauty. Exactly. And so recognizing those moments of beauty, which are continual, is the, is the, the medicine to finding our way down our light worker path. And it is like feeding ourselves really good nutrient is to continue to recognize the beauty and the abundance around us and to share that beauty. To, and to know, honor and to respect or anything like even like what you guys are doing at that Amazon forest, it's like honoring and respecting and being like, it matters, you know, like we can't just, we can't, we can't be numbed out and like allow ourselves to just like think that, yeah, there's abundance, but there's also a level of respect that we need to have for nature because we are creating what we see. Well, and it's a toroid of energy, you know, what right. you put comes back in. And I was recently listening to a talk um, by Bob Proctor, Proctor, who's an inspirational coach. Love him. Right. And he talks yeah, about he's great. love attraction, which is a beautiful thing. And he ties it to money, which is really triggering. And I love, I love to go into my triggers. And so, um, you know, that toroid of, of feeling the, what you put out is what you get in. And I like how he breaks it down is how we have our conscious thoughts and we have our subconscious paradigm and then the two of them come together to form our reality and so when we really start to think about how do we want to change our result of a reality and how do we want to actually like appreciate the beauty and start to see beauty outside of us we really have to start to think about okay not only what are the thoughts that we're holding but what is our subconscious doing and I think the tools of what we were talking about with like having setting up some kind of triggers of asking yourself what your alignment is at any given moment, like whether it's you see something on the clock, like 11, like we were talking about, or there's something else that kind of triggers you is where you can start to change your paradigm. Yes. And I think a lot of that has to do like what I do when I have those like icky thoughts or patterns that come up, I don't allow myself to repress it anymore. Mm -hmm. I allow myself to get through it. And I'm like, okay, this is coming up right now because it's wanting me to heal. Like it's wanting me to honor it. It's wanting me to heal it. It's wanting me to be like, okay, just keep breathing. Like it's always going back to the breath. Like I know there's times where like I have sometimes still triggers from like a little bit, not as much, like maybe like 5% from like my paranoia from the past that comes up. And when I'm going through it, I'm just like breathing myself, loving myself and being like, okay, this is coming up because it's ready to be released. And that's understanding what the darkness, the darkness is coming up to, to be showered with your light. Mm -hmm. Like you are that pillar, you are that light. And so when you have that darkness arise, be with it because it's still part of you. And it's that, that part that's been repressed or, you know, from your childhood mostly. And I think the biggest thing is like, we have to balance the slower triangle of like our root chakra, our sacral chakra and our solar plexus. And those are developed during like, before we become like in our twenties, like that's all of our childhood and teen kind of imprint 
that we have and the beliefs and the fears, the dogma, all of that. So once you allow yourself to get into that depth and that's the foundation, because that's the foundation you need to be able to build to live in the heart. And then once you live in the heart, you're up at the higher three chakras. So when you're at your throat, your third eye and your crown, those are your spiritual bodies. And you have to remember that you're a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm -hmm. So as the three bottom represent your physical body, you have to be able to honor that, have that healthy with the gut, with, you know, creating a life that you love, with finding safety within yourself, your higher powers, because those are the foundations for you to be able to live heaven on earth and to be a spiritual being living in this, this physical experience. Exactly. Exactly. And I think learning the language that is for you, that connects that understanding to your own mind, your own heart, and your own physical reality is so important. And whether that's kundalini yoga, which is so good at burning it up. I mean, get into fire because it's all breath. It's so strong on breath and your holds like, for instance, like any time with Kundalini yoga, after you're doing these, these exercises for one, three, seven, 11, 31, 62, whatever you hold the breath, you lock more bonds. So you're locking your sex organs, your low belly and your rectum. And you're allowing your, you have this, you're allowing the energy to, really clear through all the blocks and when you really hold the breath and you're holding everything you feel that energy rise and then once you release you allow yourself to feel because you feel that energy you feel that ka body within you just like permeating and like clearing through all that gunk it's so beautiful it's so beautiful you know and i and i've really started to honor you know my my partner in shine um i've really through him, I've really started to honor how other people do it too in other paths. You know? Totally. He's a fly fisherman and that's like his jam and he gets so excited about it. And, you know, I'm like, hey, do you want to come to satsang with me? And he's like, no, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. I got to honor that. And it's, and it's kind of funny. But what I've really understood through him is that the language of having these experiences where we feel divinely oriented within ourselves can come in so many different ways. You know, Kundalini yoga is like so powerful. And like, I'm with you. Like it is, it is very much my path. Like it is yours. And, you know, for some people it's sit spa, you know, sitting in the same place in nature every day, connection to this tree and this rock and this space. And for some people it's out in a river fly fishing, you know, And some people it's riding a bike and running and, you know, whatever it is, I just really encourage you, everyone to use the tools that inspire you to find the best version of you and make a commitment to yourself, to your own happiness, to do them every day and whatever you can, because those kinds of things will continue to inspire you to, to live abundantly and to share your vibration with the people around you and ultimately you know that makes you feel good because that's that's about honoring our each other's journey because everyone's journey looks different but it's all you know allowing them to return home and to return home is to be in that space of love and that divine connection mm-hmm. so um we're cutting short on time but i do want to ask some quick fire questions 
Um, who are some of your favorite goddesses or ascendant masters? Goddess it for me is Lakshmi for sure. Ah, yes. Yeah. Abundance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Abundance, fertility. I love to create and I am really ambitious and Lakshmi really brings in the grace of how to do it with the ability to continue to create and have new ideas. And so when I'm questioning, you know, I'm feeling stuck, I really get into my, my Lakshmi mantras and I really get into that space where I can find clarity of, okay, how can I surrender freer, drop the ego and the mental chatter of trying to analyze it? and just let it be birthed from within. I love that. Okay, so you were talking about working with crystals earlier. What are some of your favorite crystals that you're working with? Well, currently I'm sitting with amethyst in my lap. Oh God, yes. <laughs> and um, it's an OG crystal. <laughs> for sure, yes. And um, for me, amethyst is the grandmother stone. You know, love that. Yeah. And for me, um, what's really important with me because of this ambitious nature of mine, which is fairly masculine, is to really honor the sacred feminine within as well. And for me, grandmother stone of amethyst is kind of like when you're lying in bed and you're a little sleepy as a child and grandmother is telling you this sweet story that inspires you to have these great dreams and from this place of grace and this place of kindness. And so amethyst resonates with that vibration for me. That's so beautiful because that's, I think that's also going back with sisterhood. It's like we're healing our masculine energies because we've been so masculine driven. And now when we're, as we're tapping into our feminine energy and allowing that part of us to rise up and allowing that part of us to really find balance and find that sacred reunion within ourselves, I think amethyst is one of like the perfect stones to do that because it also helps us connect to our intuition Amen. Yeah. and that's like that's that's any goddess's superpower is her intuition like a true goddess like that's that's what really helps her get through and be like discernment and yeah i love that idea the godmother oh that's so good <laughs> okay so which books would you say were the most impactful when you're diving deep into your healing journey my most empowering books that I've read are honestly, I really like mysticism and because it creates creativity within the mind. And so for me, the, my favorite recent book that I've carried for a long time is Women Who Run With the Wolves. And yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so good. You can't say that. And particularly, yes. it's the story of La Loba. And why it's La Loba and what La Loba and Women Who Runs with the Wolf really inspired Wilder, the wild woman archetype. And the wolf, which is our logo, is La Loba is the wolf woman. And as she goes and collects bones from the desert, she brings them back to her cave and she continues to construct the wolf. And as the wolf has become, become constructed, she begins to pray over it under the moon, over the fire. And as she sings to it, it begins to grow flesh. And as she continues to sing to it, it begins to grow fur. And as she continues to sing to it, it takes off running towards the horizon. And as it hits the horizon, it turns into this laughing woman who continues to run. And this story inspires a whole wealth of my own personal creativity and my own personal identity with the story. And to me, what it does is it says, you know, you take all these things from life. You find all these little nuggets of 
great structural identity, the bones. And then you put them together and you create the structure of some thought of self. And then you give it life, which is spirit. It's the identity to live. And then it grows fur, which is the physical reality and physical existence of it. And then it takes off running. And this identity, which you birthed, has its own life and it has its own spirit and it transforms into this woman and it continues to laugh because it's so happy to be alive. I love that. Yes. So good. So would you say the wolf is your spirit animal or what's your spirit animal? Well, I'm bear. A bear? Oh, I'm mama. I'm definitely like mama nurture. Bear is, bear is such a beautiful place in my heart for sure. And I love that. Relating. I love that. Okay. And so where do you feel feminine leadership is heading? I feel like, oh gosh, we've talked about this so much and I'm so happy to bring it up again. I, I feel like feminine leadership, feminine leadership is heading towards us all empowering each other and inspiring each other's gifts when they're unique to each other and when they are symbiotic to each other and using all of our different platforms that we have to help express each other's gifts. So be, be real, be authentic, right? So we have exciting news for all of you. Wilder Coffee is going to give us a nice coupon code for anyone who listens. And we use the code Sovereign Goddess in one word and tell them what they get, Britt. They get buy one, get one half off, which is (laughs) so that'll get you about $20 off of your order, which is like awesome. So I'm just stoked to share that with all of you goddesses out there and get your digestive health going and tie it into your cognitive health and your overall well-being and get you on the journey of taking really great care of yourself on the days, you know, in between your detoxes and your rituals and your yoga retreats that you do to keep up that great spirit and that great ability to show up for yourself and for your community. Yay. Thank you so much. And where can we find more about Wilder Coffee? We have a really excellent website and it's Wilder So Coffee. beautiful. Thank you. Wildercoffeeco.com <laughs> and it's W-Y. So W-Y wildercoffeeco.com is the whole, the whole link. So I'll find you there and you can find out more about us, more about our ingredients. The biggest question we always get, which we didn't talk about at all, about how do our probiotics survive within our coffee? You'll find out all that information there, but they do. We leave the suspense for, for the viewers. It's for them to find more. Now, now they have the little taste. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me because this was such an empowering conversation. And it's the last one that we're really going to have in uh, 2016. So... This is a way for us to really set the foundation for us to really go out there and make seven, 2017 like our bitch. And that's like, we're here to like really roll with it. We're here to rise up. We're here to support one another. And this is our time, ladies. This is the time for us to really... We have the perfect opportunity right now to show the world what women are really made of. Mm -hmm. And we are here to create something beautiful, something symbiotic, something intentional, something that is driven by 
an, an ethic that is all about love and compassion and understanding and recognizing the importance of Mother Gaia. And we're here to really help support her and love her and honor her. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I love you all so much. Thank you so much, Brittany, for taking the time and to share about how we can really start our morning right. <laughs> thank you, goddess. And, and thank you, all of you goddesses, for tuning in, too. I'm really excited to co-create with all of you in this great identity of sisterhood and womanhood and goddess entrepreneurship on this planet. So yes. Girl power. Oh, power. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.